Hello, welcome to the next pod. Um, today we got Sean Paul Vanzo. He's one of my oldest friends. Uh, I've known him since I was five years old. Uh, he's a project manager for a marketing firm in Burlington, Vermont, uh, Union Street Media. And um, so today we just talked to him about a couple of things. Um, obviously his job, what he works on, uh, how he kind of delivers to his clients. Um, we also go into a little bit of skiing as he's an avid skier. Just got the icon pass uh, for this winter for when he moves out to Utah. Um, we also talk about his trips on the long trail. Uh, and then not only that, we get into a little NFT and uh, just general art um, conversation. Uh, I just want to thank you all again for listening. I think we're up to 300 total listeners. So again, not really sure who you are, but thank you very much for downloading the pod um, and listening to it. Uh, again, follow me at Avery underscore friends on Twitter. Um, and feel free to like some of the posts we've made. It's just general posting, um, when the pod comes out. Um, and again, just, if you could just tell one other person to listen to one episode that you enjoyed, uh, that would go a really long way in helping out, uh, just building this podcast. Um, so let's get right into it. All right, so we're recording. Sean, so they can Sean, leave if I want. No, I mean, if you want to leave already, jerk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so I would like to welcome Sean Paul Vanzo to the pod. Uh, I would say probably one of my oldest friends outside of family, one of the people I've known the longest. Would you say that's a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah, I mean, like, we've been riding the bus with each other since, like, kindergarten <laughs> or something. I don't know if we took the bus in preschool. I forget. Well, I didn't go to preschool, but oh, we, yeah, we yeah, don't. Since kindergarten. Yeah, we won't talk about our childhood days because no one in their right mind wants to listen to that. Um, so let me just get a little background about you. How how would you introduce yourself to someone uh, you met for the first time? Shoot. Um, it's like a little elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. I'd say my, I'd, <laughs> well, I guess I introduced myself as my name, uh, you know, Sean Paul from Vermont, right outside Burlington. You grew up with Avery here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm living in Burlington right now. Well, I was living in Burlington. I just moved home with my parents. Um, I work as a project coordinator at this website development company in Burlington. Um, I'm fully remote, so I kind of have the freedom to move around wherever I want. But uh, yeah, I graduated with a marketing degree, 2020 from Loyola, Maryland. And I'm just kind of finding my way through the business world and figuring out what I like. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of go into like your business background really quick. Um, so you have this job as a project coordinator. Um, wh what would you say, like kind of your main duties for people that aren't in that field? Kind of what do you do day to day? Uh, essentially my job is just to, um, you know, sale, the sales team will make a, a sale for, you know, uh, us to build a new website out. And I will pretty much, you know, take the rein on that. I will, I'll bring, I'll do an onboarding process with the customer, you know, bring them into the company and then, you know, I'll ask them what they want to do with their website. 
And, you know, me and a team of designers and developers will, you know, give them a website that they like. And essentially my day-to-day tasks are just kind of being the middleman between the customer and the, uh, you know, our production team. I'm kind of like a glorified account manager with a few more duties. Yeah. So do you like kind of like the handling of the clients more or do you like the like strategizing and like designing? I don't know how much design you get into, but. Um, I actually, I like the strategizing the design more than I do like handling the customers just because, you know, I, I get less feedback <laughs> from the customers, but I, you know, unfortunately I mostly just deal with, um, I mostly just deal with talking to the customers. I've been learning though on the side through my, uh, through some, my manager's approval, I've been, you know, trying to learn some HTML and some CSS so I can kind of get more involved with the creative side of the company. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is, it's, it's very, um, like daunting when you first get into it. Like I, I work in email, so I kind of work with like HTML and on certain platforms when we're creating emails, um, and websites as well too. But when you first look at it, you're like, holy shit, this makes no sense. But it's, it's, it's like anything you learn more about it and it becomes easier. Yeah. I mean, it's like a new language, but HTML is honestly not super hard. It's just like the CSS. And Mm -hmm. then like, you know, once you have like this big ass, like thing of code, you're like, it's kind of hard to comprehend it. Like it starts out easy and then you like lose kind of track of what you're doing. But I, I honestly haven't learned that much yet, but I'm going to start learning more. I had one of the developers build me a test site that I can just, you know, kind of play around with things. Oh, that's sweet, nice. actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so would you like, is that something you want to pursue more in the future and you could see yourself almost changing careers or just something you're trying out and you don't really know yet? It's something I've been playing around with the idea of. Yeah. I, more and more I've been thinking about like actually taking like a real coding class. Like I know there's probably good, like free resources online, but it would be cool to have like an actual like teacher. Um, and I think the thing that's cool about it is, you know, I can, I can kind of take free reign. Like if, if I wanted to, I could kind of dip into the ventures of, you know, building websites for, you know, people I know, which would be kind of a cool thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of just playing around with the idea of it right now. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned you're fully remote. When, when did that go into it? Cause you were in the office at one point, correct? <laughs> yeah, dude, I was in the office, um, when, during my internship, I started, I, so everyone knows I started my job last November. So pretty much a mm-hmm. year ago. And I started as an intern and then got offered full time. Um, and I started in February. Yeah. So I've been, um, I've been in my company for about a year and I started in the office until, you know, the second week of January when I got COVID. Which I was with you when that happened. You were with me when I got COVID? Yeah. In January. Remember? Oh yeah. You didn't get it though, right? No, I say I was safe. (laughs) Yeah. Cause we were, Oh, the broom ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like freaked out that I gave COVID to like 30 people. Uh, <laughs> luckily no one else got it. But um, 
yeah, I I got COVID and I, I was working remotely and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I don't have to like, you know, like be at my desk all day. I can kind of like move from room to room. I don't have to like pack a lunch early in the morning. I can kind of just go to my refrigerator when I want. Um, and I, I never really went back. I, I, I went back to the office to get my monitor <laughs> so I could have a better setup. But other than that, no, I, I've, I've been fully remote since mid-January. Okay. Yeah. That. So I'm fully remote too, because my company's down in Virginia. Um, and I love it. It's like you said, I can take 10, 15 minutes of my day and make a sandwich for lunch. Um, yeah. I can kind of like do my laundry throughout the day. Um, if like, I need a couple minutes to do something, it's like not a big deal. I, I kind of yeah. like it. I don't think it's for everyone. Cause I feel like some people might get distracted and not, not do any work. Um, yeah. I haven't really found that. I also have a separate office, which I'm in right now. So that kind of helps. I don't think I could do like working in my bath- bedroom and sleeping. That might get a little strange, but I, I love it. And I can travel around. Um, I can live wherever I want, essentially. If I want to go visit yeah. some friends, I can go for like the weekend and then work on monday tuesday from wherever essentially it's nice yeah it's pretty sweet it's like i mean it's the reason i can go to salt lake city and still have a job Mm -hmm. yeah because before you'd have to like find a new job out there whether it's a marketing agency or i don't know what other skills you have but i mean i'm sure there's other jobs you get but it might not be as high paying and things like that yeah, and like I don't know, I'm just kind of figuring it out, but it's pretty sweet because they're letting me uh, work from like ten to six Eastern time because the hours are different out there. Um, you know, they have a two hour time delay. So I'll is be it working only from eight? Is it only two hours? Two hours? Yeah. 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 So I'll be working like eight to four thirty there, which is like not terrible, but like it would have been seven to three thirty, which you know, I don't really want to wake up for seven a.m. Um, yeah <laughs> i don't blame you that's pretty early even even so, for someone that likes to be up early like me yeah i'm pretty pumped i'm, I'm gonna i i'm i'm gonna try to investigate a little bit but i've been considering like you know if i have days that aren't super busy like going up to my my main ski pass is at this mountain called solitude and going up to like the lodge and finding like a nice quiet area and working and just like during my lunch, just like going for a little quick ski and just working the day there. I don't know. We'll see if that actually works out. I don't know if that will be a good idea or not. Well, but, do you, how long is your lunch break? Like a half hour, hour? Half hour, but I could make it longer if I just want to work, you know, further into the day. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Be a cool change yeah. of scenery. Yeah. would be sick. Well, yeah. So let's go into that. So obviously, well, the people listening don't know, but I know you're a huge skier. Uh, you got your icon pass for this winter. You got yeah. some some new skis, correct? Yeah, I think I did. I buy those new skis with you. I don't know. You might have. I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I think I did at, at the Alpine shop. Um, at the Alpine shop, yeah. Shout shout, shout out Rob and his wife. Shit. Who's Rob? Hmm? He's the guy that does landscaping at my house. And him and his wife work there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Um, Yeah, I got the new skis. They're sick. Um, 
super excited to use them out in Utah. Just so, I'm moving. So for everyone that doesn't know, I guess I'm, I'm moving for the winter. Um, I'm, I'm going to be living, you know, with my girlfriend, we're paying, she's doing a month by month lease, which is sweet. So I can just kind of move out whenever if I'm not sketchy. Feeling it. Um, sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty weird. I don't know how long she can do it for. That's the thing, but I'm moving in for the winter, you know, I'm going to experience some West coast skiing, which I've never done. I've actually only ever skied in Vermont. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. What mountain, what's the number one mountain you want to ski out there? Well, the icon pass, I can ski. I have unlimited days at solitude, um, but they also have seven days at Brighton, seven days at Alta Snowbird, and seven days at Deer Valley, I think. I think Brighton is the the best one. That's what I've heard. Okay. And as far as, because obviously out west, there's a bunch of different um, states that have skiing. Is there one state that is essentially like above all as far as skiing or does it just matter who you talk to? I think it matters who you talk to. I honestly, Utah might be up there just cause they have, maybe it's just cause they are so close to Salt Lake city. I mean, a lot of people will probably say Colorado, but you know, I don't know that much. I've only ever skied in Vermont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, if honestly the best skiing is probably in like Vancouver, like outside of Vancouver, like British Columbia, they've got like Whistler, which is huge. Hmm. do you plan on traveling anywhere like outside of utah because i i mean my geography is terrible so are those is colorado pretty reasonable within driving distance or like montana yeah i think i think well colorado is the state it's pretty colorado is pretty close um why like jackson hole is probably like six hours from salt mm-hmm. lake city which like you know if i do like an overnight trip i could do that and that's, I think that's on the Icon Pass. And then there's, I want to go up to Washington Crystals, the resort that's on the pass. Oh, like Wash. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. My mind was blanking for a second. Yeah. No, Washington State. Um, but my brother lives in Seattle. So he's moving back to Vermont. So this will be my last chance to like really go skiing with him out west, I think. So I'll, I'll probably make a trip up there at some point during the winter and get some skiing in outside Seattle. But other than that, like, honestly, no big plans. Mm-hmm. So are you nervous at all about hitting the out west powder? Or do you feel pretty confident? No shot, dude. <laughs> Vermont, <laughs> you know, Vermont, the, the ice really trains us out here. You know, that's, well, that's what I've heard. But <laughs> no, I'm not nervous at all. I'm just really excited. I don't know if it's going to be, like, way harder. I honestly have no idea what to expect. But I'm excited to try it. Yeah, kind of one of those things you just gotta get off the lift and try it out. You you don't really know until you experience it. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. Are you gonna try any uh, heli skiing expeditions while you're out there? I have to get probably a pretty big raise. I don't know. <laughs> is it that expensive? expensive? I have no idea. Honestly, I, I have no idea how expensive heli skiing is. Well, because I, I would imagine it's pretty pricey. Yeah, they have those like Grand Canyon tours that I feel like a lot of people do from Vegas. So that's pretty far fly, right? Probably, yeah. Honestly, that is yeah, that is a pretty big fly. I didn't know that that you could do that. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a bunch of people do that or heard people say that they've done that. It's one of those touristy things to do in Vegas. I don't know. Dang, we'll have to look into it. I don't know. 
Um, I don't, I'm honestly, this is the first time I've, th- I've thought about it. <laughs> Doing a heli tour. Well, that's why you got me around because I think of these things. Yeah, fancy Ave. But yeah, so skiing is one of your main hobbies. Um, obviously, you're you're an interesting character with many levels. Um, do you want to go into kind of some maybe something new that I don't know about you um, that you've been either interested in or reading about or something like that? Honestly, I don't think there is anything new. No. Well, what about something old? Uh, something old. Well, you know, I'm 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 into like uh, hiking, you know, and backpacking now. You know, just getting outside yeah. camping. I so for everyone that doesn't know, I guess like a lot of I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but I I don't know either. Kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an outdoorsy guy, turned outdoorsy guy. I definitely wasn't really in high school, but I am now. Um, and I got into backpacking last last year or a couple of years ago. And last summer I did the long trail, um, which is a which is a sweet experience. And for those that don't know, I guess it's it's the you pretty much hike. Well, you it's not pretty much you do you do hike from the border of Massachusetts all the way up to the border of Canada all the way through Vermont, um, which is a really cool hike. It's two hundred seventy three miles. And it took me 19 days and it was a really awesome experience. Yeah. So, and, um, so the, obviously, so it's what, 273 miles you said? Uh, yep. So did you do any sort of training for that as far as practice hikes or running or walking on the treadmill or anything like that? Or did you just say, Matt, let's go, let's do it. It was kind of like. I did like some hiking before I tried to run a little bit and honestly, when I was running, I, I hurt my knee. That was like a month before. So I had to take it easy like the month <laughs> leading up to it, which I was kind of nervous about, uh, but it worked out fine. Honestly, didn't really do much training for it. Just kind of hopped into it. Um, I didn't even know I was going to do it until like a month and a half before though. That's the crazy thing. Um, it, it takes a decent amount of planning. I was just talking to my friend, Chris, Chris, or Chris is Avery and I's friend. And yep. we, we were, you know, we're thinking about something to do for the summer. We're like thinking about maybe going on a road trip and we're just like, you know, what? let's, let's do the long trail. And we just kind of went for it and it was a really cool experience. And honestly, I kind of want to do it again. Yeah. Future pod podcast guest, hopefully Chris, um, seeing that me and him live like a half hour from each other right now. Um, yep. but, uh, so yeah, so talk a little bit about the planning that goes into it. Cause obviously you said it was a 19 day hike. Um, so there is a lot of like moving parts and you got to make sure you make it certain camps and stuff. Um, so I guess how, how long did it take to plan all that stuff out? Do you say? I think we, we met like four times in total to plan. And I think that like each time we met, we met for like two or three hours. Right. Um, that's a lot of time. <laughs> we, we neither of us had any idea what we were doing uh like we had both backpacked before but um you know not too much uh the, the longest backpacking trip i had done before that was like 25 miles uh which is a lot less than what we did yeah <laughs> uh and so we pretty much what we did was you know we made an excel spreadsheet you know made a, a list of gear that we think we need that's the first thing that we did, you know, the first time we met. 
know, we made just a big spreadsheet, you know, with like, you know, what clothing are we going to need? What, like, what, like miscellaneous items are we going to need? Like, you know, like lighters or paracord. And then, you know, we talked about like, you know, what are our goals for this? Like, what do we want to do? Uh, um, and then, you know, the next time we met was that, so that was the fun part, what we were doing there. Then the next times we met was like trying to plan out food and trying to plan out how like far we would go each day and who would bring us food. And that was just insanely difficult to try and figure out. Yeah. What was your go-to meal or snack on the trail that you say was your favorite? Favorite? Honestly, my, my favorite thing that we would have was we we bought those little Mott's fruit snacks. Yeah. <laughs> and we would have like, you know, we had like, we had one for each day. So, you know, Chris and I would stop and we'd have our, we'd call them a Mott's sesh. We just kind of <laughs> stop in the middle of the trail and just talk and eat our Mott's. <laughs> um, but every day we were eating a pretty disgusting diet. We ate like tuna wraps, like every day. We just had like, you know, wet tuna in those like sealable bags and with like tortilla wrap and like uh, Cholula sauce. Yeah. Which and I, wasn't terrible. It was filling, but. Yeah. I'm assuming you did lose weight on the trail. Yeah. Or not lost, as like, much as you would think. No, I lost like between like 15 to 20 pounds. So that's a good. Eat, like, yeah, it's a lot. You'd have to, cause you'd have to eat like I, with my like weight or whatever uh, height, I would have had to eat like like 4,000 calories a day to maintain weight, which I'm not carrying that much food. That would be terrible. <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good way to, if you need to lose 20 pounds, just hike 273 miles and you'll lose it. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Dude, you know, I was like, Chris and I were saying like, this could be like a diet regimen. We put someone on, we just kind of tore people on the long trail. <laughs> Instead of the b- biggest loser, you just make them hike the long trail. Yeah, make them hike the long, make them hike the Appalachian Trail if they really want to lose weight. Well, well, yeah. So that's part of the what is it? Is there is there three of those hikes or four? Yeah, you know, the, what's the, the name of it? It's the uh, the Triple Crown. I'm sure okay. your uncle knows about it, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, it's the Triple Crown of hiking. So it's the Appalachian Trail. Um, the continental divide trail and the uh, pacific crest trail there's so three long, hikes that pretty much go up and down in the u.s so the long trail is not long enough for that no the long trail is kind of part of the appalachian trail the appalachian trail is like 2200 miles so <laughs> <laughs> do you have any uh want to do that at some point in your life or maybe the other two that are because the other two are a little shorter, right? No, I think they're all around the same length. Oh, really? The Pacific Crest Trail, I don't know much about the Continental Divide Trail, to be honest, but the Pacific Crest Trail is actually, you know, hiking-wise is easier because it's an equestrian trail, I think, for the most part. So you can, like, ride a horse on it. Um, so it's not very rooty. It's pretty just straightforward. But you go through a bunch of different climates, whereas the Appalachian Trail is just, like, not maintained whatsoever it's just really <laughs> rudy and just windy and like you don't get as many cool views and like you don't get to go through as many cool environments but I, you know, i've heard it's harder yeah and i think like that last point that you mentioned it's not as you don't get those vistas and stuff i feel like that's what keeps you going because 
you're just like, oh, this is so amazing. And then you want to keep, keep going to find the next one. Yeah, no, definitely. But I actually do. I am kind of interested in doing it. Um, Addie and I, Addie is my girlfriend and we were talking about, you know, if that's something that we'd see us doing together and we're like both like, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do like a smaller one first, like test it out. Like the, like John Muir trail in Yosemite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My uncle just got done doing, I don't know if he did. How long is the John Muir? Uh, Cause I think think the John Muir trail is like 160 miles. Okay. So I don't think he did the whole thing. Cause that would have been crazy. Maybe he did. I don't know, but I know he did do a section of it. um, Cause He's out in California and he's retired, does has too much time on his hands. So he's trying to find different things to do. Oh. Yep. I just heard that though. I think you got low connection on your end. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, what just happened? I don't know if it was me or you that bad had bad uh Oh. Yeah, I don't know. The screen just went black on your end and I couldn't. Yeah. Maybe it was it might have been mine. I don't know. I'm like sorry everybody. I... Well no, I'll have my friend Liam edits these, so I'll just have him like edit that out. Awesome. Okay. Good work, Liam. Um We'll cut it there. Um, so where were we? We were talking about the John Muir Trail out in California. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So as far as – because I'm, I'm curious. So obviously, this winter time is big skiing time, but there's such thing as winter hiking, correct? Like out there, is that something you see yourself doing? When I'm in Utah? Um, yeah. I think so. To be honest, Dave, I have put – I've put like not that much thought. <laughs> I'm not much of like, I'm not much of a planner or a thinker. I just kind of do things a little bit. Um, definitely maybe not the most positive quality <laughs> about myself, but also kind of fun. Uh, so no, I honestly what like, you know, my plans to go out to Utah involve skiing and I don't know what, just trying to adjust to a different place. Yeah. Hey, you're just always living in the moment, right? It's just, (laughs) I guess so. It's not a bad thing. I, I find myself sometimes planning like too much far in advance. And then there's like certain things. If you plan too far ahead, then you kind of miss out on something you'd rather do. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun not trying to plan things out too much, but it's also like, it can be like, oh my gosh, I should have planned this out. If like I'm doing like a camping trip or something, yeah, <laughs> I get there, I'm like, oh god damn, like why did I think about this beforehand? Well, I mean, you planned out a 273 mile hike, so I think I think you know what you're doing, and it's your job, right, as a pro- project manager. Yeah, no, like maybe I maybe I just get all my planning out with that, and I'm like, 
I get back into like my life. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> you need to hire someone else to be your planner. <laughs> That'd be sweet. But yeah, no, uh, as far as, but as far as not planning goes, mm. like being a project coordinator is fun. It's all right. But you know, I don't know if it's, if it's what I'm meant to do. So you know, we'll figure it out. That's yeah. I I am in a I'm in a constant battle of figuring out if I like what I'm doing or if I want to just do a complete switch. So, well, that's the best thing about life, right? Is that I feel like that constant battle is going in your brain all the time, no matter what yeah. you're doing. It's kind of even after. So, me and you both have kind of quote unquote nine to five jobs and uh-huh. in marketing. Uh, but even should we continue to do that or should, should I just quit my job and do this podcast like full time or find a completely different new job? I don't know. I, yeah. I kind of find that exciting. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like sometimes like, you know, I, I feel all this, this immense pressure to, you know, stay with the nine to five and like, I, you know, I don't see myself really going away from it anytime soon, but like, you know, like you feel like this big pressure, like, you know, you got to stay this way. You got to keep working every day like this, like, but like in reality, it is possible to, you know, have a successful life and do something outside the box for a little bit. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna screw yourself over if you decide to take a break from it for like a little bit to do something else that interests you. Like say you want to be like a ski guide or something or something else just for a little bit like i i think you know you should go ahead and try it out um especially while you're young because who's really stopping you other than like your parents <laughs> your <laughs> friends opinions like i don't know i'm trying to figure out how much it really matters you know sticking on this this good basis of you know staying in the business uh, field but i don't know yeah, I mean, it's certainly because I went to a business school, you went to a school that Loyola has other programs, right, besides business. But would you say business is kind of their number one or one of the top ones? Yeah, you know, it's it's the liberal arts school, but the biggest school is the business school there. Yeah, for sure. yeah so it's, it's definitely we're a part of that culture. And so kind of testing out the other world's... Um, is a little different, but well, I guess you have siblings that are not all business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the most, just uh, Marty's a physical therapist. Mm. Um, and my brother, Jimmy's, uh, he's a teacher right now. He's actually back in school for something else, but he wasn't business. He was engineering. He's going back to school for something else. Yeah. What? Um, Arabic and Turkish. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, but he's actually, he's got a job teaching at the university that he's taking classes at right now. So it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know what class, but. That's funny. Smarter than I'll ever be. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, kid, that kid's on another, another like brain wave as far as. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I, I heard, this is kind of circling back to, you know, us being in business school. I listened to the mm-hmm. podcast that you had with Cam. Yeah. Um, and you said to Cam, like, pretty much you don't really need a business degree. Do you to agree work with that? Business. Yeah, I agree with that for <laughs> sure. Like, I don't know, like, what I'm qualified to do that anyone else could do. <laughs> I like, I agree. And like, it sounds so fucked up to say that because 
obviously me and you are in kind of a fortunate situation where we could afford to go to school like this, but it yeah. really is true as far as most, I wouldn't say every job in business, but a lot of jobs, especially something like marketing or like management and things like that. Yeah. Like it, it's not overly difficult to say the least, especially sales too. Um, you can just put two and two together. Like it's, it's kind of straightforward. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to be smart to do it, but I guess like, do you really need to take all those classes to do it? I don't know. I guess the classes teach you discipline. You know, they teach you how to turn in reports on time. They teach you how to do this and that, but the actual material is something that, you know, more and more, I kind of forget. Yeah. And <laughs> I just remember what I took in my accounting class. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I visited my brother. I, I think it was after that podcast, um, a couple of weeks later for his 21st birthday. And I, um, I worked from his apartment on Friday and his Friday yeah. schedule was wake up at 10, went to an 11 o'clock class, like studied for an hour, was home at one, went for a hike and then like went out to like bar to a bar with his friends. Like, that schedule is just completely different from anyone else's schedule on earth. And it's just, it, it, it like looking back on college, I was just kind of like, damn, I should have enjoyed that a hell of a lot more than I did. It's, it's so easy. Um, dude, that's why we, that's why I got to find something that just pays me the bills, but I don't have to work too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. Passive income. Passive income is, is, would be ideal. <laughs> yeah start collecting assets though yeah i don't know i to be honest i don't know a thing about it you know i gotta start learning about it but yeah do a little coding and do a little finance as well yeah do a little this and then that on the side yeah um so i guess what else what else are you interested in I mean, I know me and you could have a long music music discussion. Um, yep. This podcast tends to go down that route. Um, I don't know what what's something you've been interested in recently. What the thing I've just been interested in recently is just getting excited to go ski. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, this is I was thinking about this today, and I was just like, I need to you know figure out some sort of hobby. Um, yeah, something that I want to do because on downtimes when I'm not getting outside, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, like watch a show or I'll read a book, but I would like to have some sort of hobby, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I'm trying to figure out about myself. I don't yeah. know, like. Do you have any like things that you do like that are a hobby for you outside of work? Cause uh, give me some ideas. What should I do? Start, start a podcast. I've been doing that recently. Um, that's a good, that's a good hobby. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I guess my other, I've, I'm really into cooking. So I like cooking, whether it's on the weekends or after work that normally takes up a good like hour chunk of my time. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I've been reading a lot, but that's not really a hobby. That's more just like something to do because you're bored sometimes. Um, But I did, I was listening to a podcast once, you know, Guy Raz, right? The How I Built This Guy. Yeah. And he mentioned that um, 
the way like specifically American society is set up is that you're going to school from the age of say five to 24 and, or 18, depending on if you go to college or not. Uh, And that's such a long part of your life where you're one, you have one goal, which is like, okay, I need to pass this grade to get to the next grade. And that, that goal is always there. And then once you graduate, you're just kind of thrown into life. And like you said, you need to figure out what to do with your time. Yeah. It's like, what do I do? It's such a poor (laughs) way to set up society. Like, I feel like there should almost be, well, one, I think everyone that's going to college should take a gap year. And then not only that, I feel like there should be other times in your life where you're just kind of, you're allowed to do whatever you want, so to speak. I think it's hard to give that power to 10-year-olds because you might have like a Lord of the Flies situation, but. No, I agree. Um, it is kind of hard to figure out what you want to do. And like, you know, it's easy to fall back on, fun tended like tendencies that you do in college for fun which is just to drink all the time you know it's it's fun it's it's fun to go out with your friends it's fun to do that on the weekends but then like after a while it's like i'm not really getting much out of this um i would like to do something other than you know go to a brewery every weekend or you know go bar hopping so i don't know it's a tough 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 thing to figure out there was a point in my life where i was doing a lot of you know art stuff but i've just had such such a like artist block for like the past like two years i have no idea how to even get out of it i mean you're not obviously you know i'm not a very artistic person um so i can't really help you there i i like to say no way dude you're the best artist there is (laughs) i'd like to say i'm creative and i can recognize good art um but certainly don't have the gift for it. So I can't really help you out there, but. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I necessarily have a gift for it either, but I thought, you know, for a while it was fun to just like, you know, I'd I'd find a picture online and I would, you know, maybe make it something a little cooler. I'd, you know, I'd take a photo of some mountains and add a different cool background to it. Or, you know, just doing something as simple as like, you know, making some sort of graphic with like Guy Fieri and just for fun, like, (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) you know put a cowboy hat on like mark Wahlberg or something (laughs) like just kind of you know just messing around with graphic design was something that you know i did for a while and you know i've kind of lost lost touch with it and you know i'm not 100 percent sure of the reasons why and i'm not 100 percent sure of you know how to even get that back or if that's just a chapter that i'm kind of i've kind of closed yeah i'm wondering if you should get into some nft making make a little side money I I don't under I still don't really understand NFTs. <laughs> no. I mean like I understand what they are. I just don't understand how like people are actually making money off of it. Like Dude, I don't understand so, how people are buying it. So I'll tell you, so have you heard of the NBA Top Shot? No. So it's so it's an NFT, but it's basketball highlights. So okay. I've I've spent like I think 20 bucks on like different packs and stuff. My collection is worth like a hundred bucks. I, I, I don't because because the the cards I got in the pack, they're like average sale price on this platform is like adds up to a hundred bucks. So I've and I've only put 20 in. So if I essentially sold my stuff tomorrow, 
I would have made that money. I don't really know. I don't go super into it. I'm definitely a casual observer, but I just bought two packs yesterday. So that's also why I'm bringing this up. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. You're you're making, you're making that money. I, I just don't understand the value of like NFT art and like why people are buying it for thousands of dollars. Yeah. So I, I don't really understand it either, but then you look at, do you know that Banksy painting that, um, what's it called? I forget the name of it, but the one that got shredded when it was up for auction yeah, and it just got resold for like $25 million. Like, who's paying that money for that? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like they're two pretty similar. That's I mean, crazy. obviously art is tangible. Like I have a painting on the wall here. I can look at it, but to a degree, NFT is the same thing. It's just digital. Yeah. It's, I, I guess it's more, maybe it's just like an investment for the most part. Um, I watched this crazy movie recently uh called tenant i don't know if you've heard if you've watched it or heard yeah it. i have seen i've i saw yeah, it, I've seen it yeah you know they have all like, the, like the art investors in there mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that i didn't know that like the that they keep like these paintings like in like all the like half of like the world's art is in like these hangers and stuff i don't even i'm still kind of confused about it but it's such a crazy concept that like people are just investing in paintings and putting them into an area where they don't have to pay any taxes on it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Selling it. It's a huge, like hide your money in taxes. Um, Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's other probably shady shit going on. If you want to give, buy drugs from someone, you can give them a painting rather than having currency and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of shady shit in this world. I don't know. Did you see the, I forget what they're called. Some sort of papers that came out that essentially showed how all the like dictators and I think Elton John was in it too, but how everyone hides their money in real estate and stuff like that. Oh no, I didn't see this. I think it was the Panama papers. I don't know. So someone listening to the podcast is Googling it and telling me I'm wrong right now. They're swearing at the phone or whatever. <laughs> um, but so it's essentially just, it was like Vladimir Putin. Uh, it oh, was the, you know what? I heard about this. Yeah. It was the, I think it was the Afghanistan, like former president. They essentially just buy. And one, one weird place was South Dakota, like a lot of real estate in South Dakota is owned by these people, but it's essentially like a, tax shelter for people i don't really fully understand it we'd need to get probably my roommate nick p the tax expert in here to talk more about it but um it is just crazy how the world is kind of set up where just the rich people don't have to pay taxes (laughs) kind of fucked up if you ask me but um that's weird because i feel like i heard the story this i read this article like a year ago about this dude from like Russia that owned a bunch, like this pretty much this whole town in like Southern Vermont. <laughs> oh, really? Do you remember the name of the town? No, I don't remember it. Oh. I remember hearing about it. I'd be like, that's weird. Why do they do that? I wonder if it's tied in. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. That is, so I don't know if you've had this happen to you. Maybe it's just me. So being from Vermont, people like generally know what Burlington, Vermont is, but then everyone has, or has a friend 
another house in Vermont. And it's from a town I've never fucking heard of in my life. Has this happened to you? Yeah, they're usually in like southern Vermont because it's like yeah. the easiest place to get to for a lot of people. Yeah, and I'm just they just say, Oh, it's it's this town, oh, it's by here. I don't know. That's just like it's a personal personal gripe I've had that I've run into a, many times. A lot of them are like in like outside like Manchester or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Down in the boon is it would it be a boondocks or does that have to be more marshy to be the boondocks? Um I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it has to be more marshy just because that sounds right. <laughs> does it sound right? Or do do I just sound like an idiot? Uh could you know, honestly it could go either way. <laughs> you ever look things up on the podcast? Is that allowed? Are you allowed to like type things in? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're strictly we're strictly here tied into each other. No, yeah, we gotta fact check each other and stuff. Why are you looking something up? No, I mean my Wi-Fi is not working. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, Xfinity, everyone so everyone knows Xfinity is incompetent. They have a whole power out, a whole outage in like this area of Vermont or something. And I'm not getting the Wi-Fi back until like tonight, some point like eleven. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, if we really want to go to Xfinity, we can gripe about that. They're the only. So I don't know if this is the same way it is in Vermont, like where we live, or where you live, but I can only get Xfinity at my apartment. I can't use any other Wi-Fi provider. That's like complete really? bullshit. That is kind of some BS. I I don't know if that's the way it is. When I moved into my apartment in Burlington, they already had the Wi-Fi situation figured out. We had Xfinity. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about my parents here. You know, we just they just have Xfinity as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I've never even thought about. It. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like the easiest if they're just like kind of bumping everybody out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be kind of the number one Wi-Fi. And I feel like Wi-Fi is also one of those things, kind of like cable, where, I mean, obviously cable is kind of, I wouldn't say obsolete, but it's getting there. Um, but it's just kind yeah. of, you're, you're at the whims of the companies. You can't really yeah. do much about it, whether it's how much you pay or there's not much competition. Yeah. It's, I don't know much about it, but the only Wi-Fi company I can even think of right now is Xfinity. <laughs> yeah. Although, as far as cell phones, I think um, I'm I'm getting off of Verizon. I'm going to Mint Mobile. Have you heard of that? Mint Mobile? I've heard of it. I don't know anything yeah. about it. It's essentially just T-Mobile. It's just cheaper. I don't know how they make money or I don't understand it at all, but... Is it just going to be really spotty service or what? Well, it's going to be T-Mobile, so it's not going to be the greatest, but <laughs> I, I also don't really, p- people that are close with me that are listening to this will know that my phone's normally dead whenever we go out. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're, you and electronics, dude. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Either break them or you just don't take care of them. Well, I as as Neil deGrasse Tyson said, I use them as they should be used, with no ca- the the designer of this phone didn't design it so that you could use a case. They designed it so you use it like this. That's why I do it. Oh, 
That's just my, I that's hate, my excuse. I hate seeing that phone without a case. Uh, <laughs> just, just grinds my gears. I got a new screen protector recently, though. All right, well, good for you. I actually don't have a screen protector on my phone right now. Yeah, so you can't be saying shit, pal. But I have a case on it. Yeah. I, I, are you excited about the new iPhone that just dropped? Are you going to go out and buy it? Nope. It just it looks exactly the same as the other one. I guess the camera's a lot nicer, but... Yeah, well, that's every year. <laughs> the camera's huge on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Well, going, you know, back, going back to business, you know, the, the product life cycle, I feel like the iPhone is either at the plateau or even the decline almost like i feel like there's not much more you could do with the iphone going forward yeah there's not much more there's not much more you can do it but i think like at this point what apple is selling is like not necessarily the phone itself but it's just like being a part of that apple family you know being able to send blue messages and being able mm-hmm. to FaceTime people is just such a big part of you know having the iphone and i don't really see that going away anytime soon but it might who knows yeah well i know that you can now facetime on android and like windows too i think they're trying oh, to really set it up like zoom i don't know about windows i know it's an app in the android system now that makes sense i feel like yeah. the iphone's probably going to switch to the USB-C at some point as well so yeah but it's so annoying that they have their own that they have their own charging system. Yeah. But yeah, they're too focused on the car right now to worry about the iPhone. Yeah, that's true. That is that actually happening? Yeah, there's there's engineers and team there's like thousands of people working on it. I think I forgot what the I want to say it's Hyundai is who they're like helping out with if that makes sense. I would it just Apple seems like the least wrong. trustworthy car company. Like I would just be like, oh, this thing's just gonna break. <laughs> would you rather have a Facebook car? <laughs> no shot. <laughs> no shot. I would I don't want any I don't want any of these companies to make a car. Well, um well it's not did you see I think it was today Facebook came and said they might rebrand themselves. Do you see anything about that? I I saw the headline like right before we came in to this yeah before we started this so i didn't actually get to read it but yeah i, I heard that all right so you're a marketing guy well what would you say their rebrand name should be what should their rebrand name be uh trust us we won't steal from you <laughs> communist book no i don't, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know um I don't even like know what is it. Are they rebranding because they they want to be more of a like a corporate? Like they want yeah. the Facebook thing to be more of a corporate overseeing thing. Yeah. So I think it's Jeez. gonna be like Alphabet. So like Facebook will still exist. Instagram will still exist. They also own Oculus, which is the yep. VR company. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, WhatsApp. Is there any other ones that Zuckerberg owns? Instagram. Yeah. Did you already say that? <laughs> I don't know if I did, but we we There's said it now. But yeah, so <laughs> essentially it's going to be kind of something similar to like Alphabet. 
Okay. Maybe like safe, safe media. <laughs> like we're safe. Just trust us. Did they, did they? They didn't like give a hint as to what they would be. I don't think so. Too. I also don't yeah. know if it's official or if it was just some rumors. I don't know. I I I mean I follow this stuff, so maybe I shouldn't be saying this. But the job of business insider, like journalist. I don't know that job just, but I guess then again, I'm in the business world. So it, I've read this stuff, but it, I yeah. feel like that's not something I generally would want to do as a living. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> Sounds fun to me. Cause I mean, I'm sure it's fun to like follow like the Facebook and Google and all those like companies, but you got to start somewhere and you're starting off like covering the, the local whatever happening yeah i it, it's a long road to get where you really want to be i feel like with that and not something i would really be interested in doing um i don't know i i also just like i don't really pay that much attention to <laughs> to the news and stuff like that which i probably should pay more attention to i just i don't know i i can't really bring myself to care too much i don't know yeah. why well, I just read, um, have you ever heard of Morning Brew? Yeah. Yeah. So I just read that uh, like in the morning. And then I also get like a marketing one, like halfway through the day, which people don't understand that, that I read the Morning Brew in the afternoon. Um, but uh, so like it's other than that, I don't really read much. Unless I'd say you're you're pretty well connected. Definitely, you know a lot more about the knowings than I do for sure. It's something that's I think, you know, it's definitely a good quality because I <laughs> I wish I, I wish I knew more that was going on. I know I have the power too. I can just mm. never, I never like you know put the effort into it. Yeah, you're just worrying about the next thing you got to plan, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, what's what's new in your world, Dave? What are you? What's going on with you? You got new any cool? In, you got any cool plans happening? New in my world? Um, yeah. Well, we got the podcast. We're working on that. Uh, we just reached 200 um, downloads like earlier today. Uh, really? Yeah, throughout three po- episodes. So going a lot better than I ever thought it would. Um, it's kind of yeah, crazy. Awesome. Um, I haven't really given it much thought past just like starting it and getting different guests on. Um, I have like a little list on my phone of just like people that pop into my head randomly. Um, yep. So it's, it's been, it's been going along steady. Um, yep. So that's been nice, fun. Yeah. Um, going to an action Bronson concert on Saturday. Cool. Uh, so that's exciting. That'll be sweet. I haven't listened to action Bronson in a while. He's good. Yeah. Though, I like him. Yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm going for his music. I'd say I'm going more for just the experience and seeing him in person. Cause Definitely. have you ever watched fuck that's delicious? I have. Yeah. Not that much, but I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that show and he's just, such i think he's a, such an awesome dude and he's ripped now well, not ripped but he lost a ton of weight 
You know, I saw that. I saw that. That's good for him. He's a he's overweight. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> say that. Big fella. He's a big fella. Oh, good for him. That'll be fun. Um, do you, I feel like I'm interviewing you now. I'm going to switch it. So it, this has happened. If this is too personal, but what's the, you know, do you have any big goals with this podcast? So all your listeners know. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're going to be number one. Eventually. You're going to be number one. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. I mean, fucking like Joe Rogan and Bill Simmons who have like the two, I would say like top two of like the top, like interview style podcasts kind of. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing this for 15 years, so I got some time to put in, but. If, yeah, if people are listening now, they they can say that they were one of the first couple hundred sure. listeners. So that that's the It'll plan. That would be cool. You gotta start getting some like legit people in here. I, I'm a graduate, a year and a half out of school. <laughs> well, that's you that's know. what <laughs> that's what I'm starting with. Just like friends and family. Like, yeah. I think it's it's gonna be like that for a while. Um, for sure, man. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah. I, hey guys, Avery's podcast is going number one, but I <laughs> am going to be insane. I'm going to be just number one in general in like ten years. <laughs> as far you as say you listen to the podcast and you do Sean Paul before, as far as net worth, uh, no, probably not. Just just being known, <laughs> popularity, popularity. No, I'm just kidding. I have no no desire to be famous. <laughs> Um, who would you say is the most popular person in the world right now? That's kind of interesting. Well, that's thought, that's the sure. question in the world. I don't know. In the Western world? Well, okay, the Western world. Because that's that's probably uh, I mean, a better question. Because I don't know who's famous in China. <laughs> um, the most famous person in the world right now, honestly. It's got to be someone to do with music just because music is like the most accessible thing to so mm-hmm. many people. You know what? I'm going to change my mind. It's probably Trump. I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Unfortunately. Everyone knows, Trump, everyone knows who he is. Dude, I was in fucking Bali and like they could tell we're Americans, obviously. And the like guy ringing me up, like didn't say anything. He just went, Trump, Trump. And I was just like, yeah, like, yep, you got it. It's uh, American politics, or just like American presidents. It seems to be a big thing that people know about, you know, in the world. They might not know that much about them, but they'll know who it is. Like, you know, everyone knew. I, I have a feeling that a lot of people it was a big deal when like Barack was the president. Oh Barack yeah, definitely. For our first name basis, um, and I'm I'm guessing like the like Biden, you know, maybe not as big of a deal as Trump, but like that was a big election just you know around the world. Yeah. Um, just because Trump was so involved in world politics and such an asshole, <laughs> everyone kind of knew who he was. So everyone was like, let's get him out of here. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would definitely say that. But as far as like musical artists and shit like that, I'm trying to think. Drake. No, not Drake. You don't think Drake's one of the most well-known mm-hmm. artists in the world? No, he probably is, but I don't want to give him that credit, even though I love his music. Um, bad bunny kanye west oh yeah B- bad bunny i forgot about him yeah is i feel like reggaeton like a pretty not something that we think about too much in the u.s but like worldwide reggaeton is like a pretty big music industry 
Wait, so what are you saying? Oh, I don't know if I'm familiar with that term. Reggaeton? What is that? It's I like, don't know what that means. Like Bad Bunny is like a reggaeton kind of artist, I think. It's like, I don't know how to explain. It's like pretty much like Spanish, like Hispanic music. Um, okay. It's kind of got like a little bit of reggae-ness to it, a little bit of hip hop ish to it. It's, I just, I don't know how to explain it. I know what it sounds like, though. <laughs> It's like porn. You know it when you hear it. Or <laughs> exactly. see it. <laughs> Daddy Yankee. That, that's another reggaeton artist. Daddy Yankee? I'll have to write that down. Look it up. He had that song, the uh, Despacito. Oh, it's that fucking guy? Yeah. Which I think, I think that song might be one of the most disliked videos on YouTube. Just because it's one of the most like viewed or something like that. That checks out. Yeah, I don't try to think of other people that would be really big right now. Uh, Megan Fox and MGK. Well, yeah. So I do you follow like celebrity couples and shit like that? Like I hate that shit so much. No, I don't follow it at all. I've just been seeing. Like all these posts about how like they're just like a super annoying, like really aggressively sexual couple. <laughs> anyway, uh, if I like swipe out of this, is it gonna pause me? Yeah, it does. But I can talk. No, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, everyone's gonna like this. This was this was a caption. This is a caption on one of Megan Fox's posts on Instagram. I think it's just kind of funny. It's 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 MGK and Megan Fox on the cover of GQ. Yeah. And Avery, sorry if this is going too far off of what you want the podcast to be. Oh no, this is any <laughs> any anything goes here. But okay, so this is what it is. The tale of two outcasts and star-crossed lovers caught in the throes of a torrid solar flare of a romance featuring feverish obsession guns addiction shamans lots of blood general mayhem therapy tantric night terrors binding rituals chakra sound baths psychedelic hallucinations organic smoothies and the kind of sex that would make lucifer clutch his rosary All right, so let so I digest that. I have several questions. What the fuck are are they going to the shooting range with guns or what's are they shooting? I don't know. Also, I'm just I'm sending it to you on Instagram right now. Like, obviously, you don't have to look at it, but just so you can okay. see, it, it's really funny. Also, but they they say that they're two outcasts. Like, you guys are famous. Yeah, I could see classifying MGK as an outcast because before he like turned into a rock star, everyone hated him because he chirped Eminem's was it Donna yeah, for true. no reason. Yeah, also, he just kind of I don't know. That last part about Lucifer's <laughs> what can you repeat <laughs> that and explain that to me? Because I don't know what that means. And the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his rosary. So who is Lucifer? Can you're you're a Catholic man, or one okay. once a Catholic man, or still? Yeah, um, I don't really know what I am right now, but 
Lucifer is like the devil, uh, you know, okay. the fallen, he's the fallen angel or whatever. I think. Um, oh yeah, because that there's that Netflix show. Okay, yeah. Oh continue. yeah, yeah. There is that Netflix show. Um, but oh shit, Lucifer, you know, he's the devil, and so they're saying that like their sex is so sinful that like even Lucifer is gonna clutch a rosary. Like I don't know what they could be doing that's that sinful, but if that's the case, then they should probably get arrested. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like what are you guys doing? And like it's it's so like the things that they say are so random. It's like lots of blood is one of the things. Yeah, that's disturbing. Then they just throw in therapy. (laughs) <laughs> well if there's lots of blood and guns you're gonna need therapy <laughs> and then organic smoothies is also one of them gotta stay healthy my favorite is just they say general mayhem i don't know what general mayhem ensues i don't know if they're just like throwing around chairs and stuff like <laughs> just like, like it is just kind of ridiculous yeah and like I so I don't want this to come off as like me being an asshole, but I feel like the people that consume that like celebrity couple stuff, like like we were saying, you you want to find a hobby. I feel like those people should try and find a hobby. But I mean, then again, that might be someone's hobby, you know. I do. I guess that yeah, that is hobby. That is a hobby. It's maybe it's just like a way for people to just, you know get outside of themselves and think about something else. Yeah. Same thing. Not as my skiing. favorite. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing as skiing. Oh, oh my gosh. I have a tick crawling on me. That is did a you, tick. I'm showing you to the camera it? right now. Yeah. It's all my it, finger. It's crawling around me. <sighs> that's Gross. probably, that's definitely the most, um, the closest to death. Anyone that has come uh while on the podcast dude they ah They're, it's tick season really bad right now these things this dude is really smashed yeah i went for Addy. so Addie was here last week and i went for a walk with her Addie's my girlfriend everybody um i went for a walk with her in the woods behind my house mm-hmm. and we came back and they were like we found like a few ticks on darby our dog and then we found so we found but we found like six ticks in total on ourselves they're like crawling around they're little tiny ones they're little babies but they're all hatching right now and they're all in like the leaves that fall so like if you just go walking around they're gonna get on you i guess i'm gonna have to check my i'm gonna have to give myself a full rundown after this podcast yeah and that's a good psa for all you peepers out there that are traveling to go see the leaves Careful of the ticks. Careful of the ticks. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lyme's disease is no no fun thing to go through. It's no joke. You don't want to get Lyme disease. Um catch the, everyone catch those ticks. You know, do do tick check every night during tick season. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't have to every night, but every night, every night, do a tick check. That might be a little too uh too thorough, <laughs> especially for me that normally doesn't leave the apartment most days yeah Yeah, i've really been leaving the house since i've left i've been leaving the house but i just i miss living in burlington a little bit just being able to you know get outside the house um 
I can get outside the house, but like, there's not much to do out here. Yeah. Yeah. Living in the city, there is something about living in the city and being, being able to just uh, pop down the street for something or whatever. But then there's also the drawback of the ambulance rolling down the street at 2 a.m. And then True. me, me being a super light sleeper, just wake up. Oh uh, yeah. You don't want that. Dude, yeah, but they're like this is this is a small example. Something that's been bugging me this week. Not this whole week, but like I I don't know where my deodorant went, right? And I like want to get more, but I don't want to drive to a store just to get deodorant. <laughs> like, and I'm, I don't need anything else right now. And like for all the listeners, I live on a, you know, my parents live on a dirt road, like, you know, the closest like grocery store I think I could get, you know, a stick of deodorant at would be like 15 minutes away, like a 15 minute drive. So I had to do 30 minutes just for my armpits to smell good. And I don't really know if I care enough. <laughs> Maybe next time I go into town, if I'm doing something, I'll just pick something up on the way, just right in the car. Yeah. That was one thing I've always thought that deodorant is such a strange concept because it's, like you would think that as humans, why why do we use it essentially? Like wh- why why are humans' nose trained to not like the smell of bo? Like wouldn't we think that that would be natural and we should accept that smell? Good question. I think that like this could be like some bad science. But well, I wonder we're the kings I, of that of, of this podcast is just bullshitting. <laughs> and then it's no, it's up if, it's up to the people to tell if they should believe us or not. That's true. But so have you heard about this? So say you don't shampoo for like a while, like a month, then you go you go through this this your hair's gonna look shitty for a little while, but then eventually, you know, the natural oils will come through and you don't really have to shampoo anymore. Apparently. I don't know. So what for if, those well, so I'm going to jump in there because <laughs> I do that. So I haven't used shampoo for probably close to five months now. Whoa, dang. <laughs> All right. I didn't and know that. That's a new I've, thing. Yeah. So I don't really normally like broadcast that to people because people find that a little weird, which I probably would too. But I started it, did it for a couple months, went to the barber. I was just like, hey, how's my hair look? Does it look any different than before when I was using shampoo? And he was like, yeah, it looks fine. And then he was like, why? And I was like, oh, because like I haven't used shampoo for like a couple months. And he was just like, yeah, looks fine to me. So I've just kind of been <laughs> rocking with it. I still like rinse my hair out every day and I oh, still yeah. use body wash for the other parts of my body, which I'll let the people infer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen a difference. I don't think I could do the same with deodorant just because when I'm sitting next to someone or if I'm out at a bar and someone smells my BO, I feel like that's frowned upon and people don't like that. Yeah. Is it, well, well, here's the thing. Abe. What if this is my science is okay. that um, what if when you, you know, you, you get that, you know, you stop deodorant up mm. that goes just for a couple weeks, you get that stink, but that stink all goes out after two weeks boom natural smell comes in would it be a good natural smell or it doesn't even you know you don't even need it you don't smell bad anymore 
what if deodorant deodorant is just the the deodorant uh, industry is just tricking us into thinking we need it. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna let you do that since you're the one with the girlfriend, um, and let let me know how that works out. No, I'm not gonna do it, but <laughs> you know, just a quick theory. I mean that that is it's always about being that counterculture, you know. You don't you don't want to always take things at face value. For example, shampoo. I was always buying shampoo in my life. Who knows? I might never buy it again. Yeah. Well, dude, there's there is such thing as being over like over cleanliness. Um, you know, sometimes people who are too clean too clean have higher risk of catching diseases. I yeah. saw this like statistic that like Amish people get like less of some sort of disease, like get like Amish children like do better and like with catching certain things just because they were exposed to a lot more bacteria and natural things when they were younger. Whereas a lot of people grew up in like super sterile environments. Mm-hmm. So they have a really weak immune system. The Dwight Schrute method. Yep. The Dwight. Just living in filth will make you make your immune system stronger. Yeah, there's something to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely think there, cause obviously your body is exposed to that stuff. Um, but if something is super, like deadly or super effective disease, so to speak, it's going to yeah. do its toll kind of no matter what you do. That's true. I like yeah. your heads out though. Um, Thanks. I was, you know, I was thinking hey, before I came on this podcast, I was, I was going to try to think of a couple lists of things just to kind of give you a rundown, but I didn't think of any. Well, um, what kind of lists were you? But I think this is something that you could incorporate into the show. Okay. Let's come up with cool lists to run down. Like top ten cartoon characters I could beat in a fight, or like <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Top ten states in the US. Okay. Well, okay, so that kind of stems a conversation. So, I, so have you ever heard the uh the could a giraffe um could you kill a giraffe with a machete? question before no but i could you think you could i think so yeah and you've seen the videos of them fighting with their necks and just whipping them at each other what what environment am i in what do you mean what invite you it's where they live am i am i in a forest no giraffes don't live in the forest they live in the grasslands well i don't live in the grasslands (laughs) all right Say, say you're on like a turf field. That, okay. Or, <laughs> or I, I will, I'm just trying to think of like a stadium. Like, no, no, I know. Okay, yeah. In an open, in an open setting. Or do you want to be in the Coliseum on stand? We'll be in the Coliseum. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think that the giraffe to to I don't think it could whip its neck while running very well. So if it wanted to come at me, it'd have to try to run me over. And if it did, I would try to just jab, jab the machete right in the heart when it ran at me. Yeah. I don't or know. I... If you get one good knock on its leg, it's going to be wounded. It won't be able to go very far. I feel like we need uh, what was that show? 
Um, it was like Ninja versus Samurai. Deadliest Warrior. Deadliest Warrior. Yeah, I feel like because do you think you can actually cut a giraffe's leg off with a machete? I don't know if I could cut a giraffe's leg off, but I could cut its ligaments. Yeah, you could probably do some damage. Machetes are sharp as fuck too. I remember because yeah. I have one like to go bushwhacking sometimes, and it's oh. it it does some damage. All that bushwhacking out in Boston. Well, no, back in my Vermont <laughs> house, you asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I don't know if I could do it, but I like to think I could. I'm just, I'm just gonna say I can. Right. Well, yeah, and that kind of like talking about the Coliseum and like you fighting it, the the whole gladiator situation, like that's kind of fucked up. Looking back on it, huh? Yeah, especially especially humans versus humans, and then obviously like humans versus like a lion. Like one, how the fuck are they getting a lion in Rome? Yeah, that is it's just nuts. <laughs> Who knows how they're getting this stuff? I I think that you know what what were the gladiators were just like prisoners essentially, right? They're just prisoners that were told to fight. Like they well, just find some strong guys and they'd be like, all right, you can fight for your life, but you can never get out of this. Yeah. So I think there's some that were like, it's either like you get put to death or you're like part of the gladiators. I also think there are legit people that trained like their entire life to like be one. Those people are psychopaths. Um, but I guess the people putting them in the cage is also psychopath. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, humans are like kind of, kind of effed. Like, what do you mean? If there's like not that much accountability in the world, like humans will kind of do some pretty weird, some kind of shady shit, like, you know, gladiators, mm. you know, like with like social media and like just the world being so connected, it's a lot easier to hold people accountable now. So like, you're not seeing as much done as it used to be done, but like when things could be like done in secret, kind of like I feel like humans are not the kindest. <laughs> well, I just watched the uh Woodstock 99 HBO documentary. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. Yeah, and it's so essentially for people that don't know, Woodstock 99 was there was a Woodstock 94 that happened, uh, and then which was like a replay of like the Woodstock from the sixties. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, so they did another one in 99 and the one in 99 turned into a complete shit show. And there was like massive fires and um, like there was a bunch, like a few people got raped. Like there's so much sexual assault uh, that happened. Whoa. And yeah, and the like the local like police and like national guard had to like come in and like end the con- like festival. It was a fucked up situation, um, but it was kind of like to your point, like when there's because the security there essentially was in the documentary it talked about how a lot of the well, like one they weren't really trained, and two they didn't really do anything to like stop people from whatever. And it, it was just a really poorly planned event overall um but it kind of goes to your fact that uh if there's no accountability for people uh humans unfortunately tend to uh 
do some dark shit. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Oh. That's just like fresh in my mind because I read this book recently called uh, The Circle. Um, and one of the guys, like, it's, I don't want to like go too much into the details of the book just because, you know, it's not super interesting, but like, it's about like this big kind of company, like, like Alphabet or like Facebook, like a tech company that does like social media stuff. Um, and like the CEO essentially thinks that like, you know, the, the only re- the reason that humans like do things wrong is because there's no accountability. Um, if there's no accountability, then they'll do something wrong. Like you wouldn't do something like you wouldn't like rob a bank if the whole world was watching you essentially. Uh, <laughs> like you only do those things if you don't think anyone's really going to catch you. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's like weird cases like serial killers and stuff, but like they're psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normal humans. Well, and it's almost like, um, I feel like it's if it's almost also that you're like held accountable, but it's also your standing in society will kind of be hurt by this as well. Because, yeah. like, for example, if I rob a bank tomorrow, my like status in society will go to like college educated, like in this tax bracket or whatever, to like prisoner, which like yeah. makes my status quote unquote in society. Like, so I feel like, yeah, because there's certain things like that go on in this world that essentially if you do have a popular status and you do it where you still kind of maintain that status, but yeah. And I don't know. (laughs) Is is that book in any way related to the circle, the Netflix series? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know you're talking about. No, it's not. I don't think it's affiliated. I think there actually was a movie for it, though. Um, hmm. A second book just came out for the series, though. Like maybe this month, or it's coming out next month. I forget. Is it a fiction it's series? Good. It's a fiction series. I would read it. It's like I would. I'd recommend it. It was a pretty good book. Yeah. It's like. It's kind of like. Utopian, like dystopian, read. Um, mm. I don't know, maybe like kind of like Fahrenheit 451-ish a little bit. Kind of like that. Like a society that's like too perfect almost. Yeah. Yeah, those those kinds of stories are... They, they definitely make you like think about... Especially, is it, I'm assuming it takes place in the future now. Kind of, but like not even really like which is like... It's essentially like now maybe like uh, maybe like five years ahead of the future um, mm-hmm. or a little bit further but it would just be like it's just like this big company that just like starts doing more and more and more and like getting into more fields like kind of like amazon maybe actually is better it'd be like it'd be like if facebook would turn were like combined with like amazon or something yeah well it's, it's a good thing bezos doesn't have a social network under his platform because i feel like that would be just so bad yeah it would it would be very bad and like i don't know but like in the in the book like the story the company starts off as like a this this like this innocent kind of programmer dude like just started this company that was like it's makes it easier to have all of your information in one place like your your banking your social media like everything is connected so it makes everything just a lot easier and that turns into this big 
this big ass conglomerate. It gets kind of sketchy. Good luck, though. Well, yeah, I feel like, and I also feel like a lot of the kind of worst things, whether it's been created or going to be created, most people are thinking that they're going to do a good thing. Um, and then either that gets kind of hijacked by something else or uh, it just doesn't doesn't work out like they planned it, which I think is yeah. definitely something like Facebook, what happened with Facebook and Instagram. Well, it just turns into like it's all about like expanding and like pleasing the stockholders, you know. Yeah, which that's that's why I always say I feel like if I ever one day was in charge of a company or something, I would say never, never go public. Just don't don't go for that cash grab. But it's also easy to say sitting here with no skin in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. Trying to think of like any like big private companies. Is Walmart private? Are they a public company? I don't know. Actually, one thing I did find was interesting is that Global Foundries is going public. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. And and also, I didn't realize that they were. I think they're they're because you know there's been hot in the streets like semiconductors. Like everyone's been talking about it. I think Global yeah. Foundries is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a top five like producer of semiconductors in the world which is really? nuts wow well i know they took over just a bunch of different ibm plants yeah like the one my dad worked at my dad worked at ibm and then global foundries um mm-hmm. but the what he started in new york um and then got transferred up to you know vermont i think kind of voluntarily transferred i think at least and then you know, eventually the IBM up here, most of it got bought by Global Foundries. Like they bought out all the employees and everything, like the whole semiconductor area. And I think the same thing happened to the plant in New York. Okay. So Global Foundries is just probably just, you know, stepping in on IBM's turf a little bit. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, don't I don't even know what IBM even does really anymore. I don't. I, yeah, they're one of I, Watson. I know of Watson. I've seen commercials for that. I I know they do some. I think they do some like cloud computing too. Um, I'm also just kind of talking out of my ass. Yeah, I have no idea. I think they're kind of. I think they're going downhill a little bit, though, from what my understanding. Well, yeah. I mean, it's certainly like I feel like. Well, especially when your dad was working there, IBM was a name that everyone knew i mean especially for us because that huge plant was right there but even um people out outside of vermont knew the world ibm because i they were that's a huge company yeah i don't they weren't like the first computers but it was essentially it was them and apple right essentially i I think that you know they just like made I, i think so but i think that they just like were making like the software and everything like yeah. they didn't necessarily they weren't necessarily having their own computers but like they, they put in they just had so much stake in the game when it came to you know computing processes and making things that worked really well and really fast and now i feel, feel like i could be wrong but intel is like something that's in everything now that's kind of yeah. almost replaced it no i think you're right yeah yeah and then obviously apple has their own because yep. Apple has their own chip, right? They don't use Intel's. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they have their own. I 
Honestly, I don't know much about software. <laughs> well, that, that's what this podcast is all about. We just kind of talk about random shit and hope we're right. Yep, they use they use their own they have their own software, <laughs> their own chip. That's, I, I've prefaced this before, but that people listening to it need to fact check us on stuff. Oh yeah, I got my Mac here. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can just uh, unscrew the bottom and see. I got a new sticker on my Mac. Yeah, pretty pumped about it. I put a new sticker on there for like three years. Do you just collect stickers from around around different places you go, or just no, whatever? Third sticker. It was a third sticker I put on it since I got it my senior year of high school. So I was like, what's five years, five or six years ago? <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, but I don't know. I was in Boston actually a few week, a couple weekends ago, just for the weekend, picking up Addy. Um, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Chris told because well, Chris asked me if I like was hanging out with you. I and I was like, I know so many people that live in Boston. I haven't seen any of my loyal friends since I like graduated. <laughs> really? So not that's not true, but like not very often. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to say hey to them. No. Um, and Nick and I went to the store called Bodega in Boston, and that's where I got the sticker. Gotcha. You should go to Bodega. It's pretty sweet. Where is I'll it? Plug in for them right now. Um, it's it's where like Berkeley is. Oh, okay. If you know where Berkeley, it's kind of kind of close to Fenway, and yeah, I don't know the areas of Boston very well. Yeah, that's actually I like went out with Chris a couple weekends ago, and we went to that area. It's pretty cool. Bodegas, they it's kind of like it'd be like kind of like you know Zach's company, Underground Closet. Yeah. They so essentially they they sell like you know nice clothing, like kind of top of the line stuff yeah they'll also do like limited they'll do like limited releases there so people like buying up to buy new pair of shoes or something but it's sweet because the outside just looks like this old bodega you know just like random you know like window cleaner or like pop tarts for sale or just like you know random stuff you'd see like a convenience store mm. then you walk in and there's like a vending machine and the vending machine's a sliding door that opens like it's an automatic sliding door that opens and then you go in and then that's where all the clothes are Oh damn, that's pretty cool. So there's like there's like no sign or anything for it. You just you just kind of know where it is, I guess. Yeah. I was actually speaking of like underground closet, I was talking to some kid the other weekend and he was like, Oh yeah, like I have a friend moving up to Vermont. Um and I was like, Oh, like where? He's like Burlington or something. And um, and we were just talking about Burlington, and like one of the first things he mentioned was like beans a store like underground closet i was like oh damn like kids on the come up like people know yeah well he's got he's got the location on church street um Mm -hmm. and for anyone that doesn't know church street is like the main strip in burlington it's like a pedestrian street which is it's really cool it's all like it's all brick and you can just walk along and there's like stores and restaurants on it so it's it's i i'm assuming it's pretty expensive to get a spot Oh yeah, definitely. But, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to get him with the podcast. That'd he's cool. uh, he's actually on my list. After that kid said that, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta get yeah. him on." No, he's he's really cool to talk to. He's a good guy. Yeah, I don't know much about you know hype clothing or anything, but he's good at what he does. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't really know it either, but it's one of those things like people will spend the money on it. Um, and it's not really for me, but everyone kind of has that thing that they maybe spend yeah. too much money on. For me, it's like, I'd probably say like vinyls, like I yeah. think I have like 50 or something now. So that's like 20, 20 bucks a piece. I mean, that that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> You're a baller. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, yeah, it is expensive, but there are the people, the people that are, a lot of people that are in it are reselling stuff. So like they're just in it for the collectibles mm. and like things that they know are going to increase in value once they buy it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's, it's a good way to invest money. Yeah. I mean, it's almost just like putting your money in. So whatever a company's stock, like you, yeah. you know, through your research that the price of this is going to go up. That's why I've, I keep logging on to these Yeezy drops because I'm trying to get some stuff to like resell really quickly. It never works out. Never works out. Never works out. So do you have no. Yeezys or do you? No, just, I. So I, I tried you never getting, get them. Yeah, I tried getting the foam runners like twice. Like couldn't because I was gonna buy two pairs, keep one, yeah. sell the other, make money. And then I tried getting hoodies. I like, I forgot about it and I logged on too late. It was all like double XL and small. So, and I can wear yeah. that. So, which I also think the hoodies that he released weren't that like exclusive. There's basic. Yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah right. And I, yeah. And I think that they also um, like they sold like more of them. So I wouldn't say those are much like a hype. Yeah. I didn't look into the prices of those. And then there's like, these other, yeah, there's these other weird sock shoes. I tried getting struck out. You, I, I'm assuming you need like one of those bot things to like get it. Yeah, they should. They should have something to block those bots. Kind of BS, if you ask me. Well, I'm pretty sure that those. I mean, I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure a lot of sites say that they block them, but I don't know if that actually works. Probably not. There's definitely ways. I mean, there's all. There's always ways to get around things. I guess if you're really savvy with a computer. Like the dude, yeah. the national treasure. What? <laughs> oh, the well, the is is that because he's in one, right? I don't know if he's in all of them. I honestly forget. I just know that Nick Cage's friend was really good with computers. <laughs> well, it's the guy that like screws him over, but then helps him in the end. Am I thinking of the correct guy? No, the guy that screws him over. I don't know if he even really helps him. I for, I honestly forget. No, the well, nerdy guy that's really good with computers is on his side the whole time. Oh, he is on his side the whole time. But he has All like right. the he has the enemy that was his friend. Yes. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the enemy. I, for some reason, I thought the computer guy screwed him over at one point. But I, huh. I, I, you probably have seen the movie more than me. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't seen the movie in like like eight years, probably. Nick Cage has kind of fallen off as an actor, huh? No, I don't know. He came out with a pretty good movie recently. Really? What movie? It's called Pig. Is he a cop? Have you heard of it? No, no he's not a cop. He's, uh, well, I don't want to give out too, way, give, give too much away about the movie, but it's about Nick Cage who lives like out in the woods outside of like Portland and he has a truffle pig that can sniff out truffles and he sells them (laughs) 
and the pig gets taken from him and it's about him trying to get the pig back so it's like taken with liam neeson except for what kind of it kind of but it's not it's not really like an action movie so it's more of like a feel good it's kind of like i don't know if it's even a feel good it's like a drama is it one of those like fucking teacup pigs like the little ones that people think are cute no, I think it's a pretty big pig, and it just it's just good at sniffing out truffles, which I guess are pretty expensive. Yeah, well, that's so I found this out the other like week, and it pissed me off. So do you know like truffle oil and like truffle salt and shit like that? That's not yeah. actually truffle tasting, like oh, because that yeah. would be so expensive. It's like this artificial stuff that they make. Oh, that's a BS. So when you say that you've had truffle oil, you haven't actually had truffles. Oh shoot! Well, I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta go to uh, Portland to get the real truffles from Nick Cage. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And then I also was reading that because you've had that taste now, if you have like an actual truffle, like it won't, it either won't taste as straight or like it, like it tastes completely different. Oh dang! I'm kind of ticked off now. I know. Shoot. We've been bamboozled by the truffle oil industry, <laughs> claiming Damn. that we've had truffles our entire lives. So it's just a complete lie. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm actually not a fan of that. Well, shoot. And if you want to learn more about truffles, guys, you got to watch uh, Pig by uh, with Nick Cage. Do, do they actually, talk about truffles? They talk about it a little bit. It's actually a good movie. It, it was like pretty well done, I think. Nick Cage actually did well on it. It's just kind of a... I don't know. It's kind of a weird concept in the movie. Yeah. It turns better. into something else though. Kind of. Ooh. Well don't don't give it away because I haven't seen it. But I I I feel like you're not gonna watch it. Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but truffles are super expensive and like people will especially places that have like very high end restaurants. They'll pay top dollar for it. And it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Is like that was his livelihood. And I was like, all oh, he lived in like a cabin in the woods and he sold truffles. <laughs> That's well, hey, as as we were saying earlier, it's all about just finding what you love to do in life. You just yep. love living in the woods by yourself in a log cabin, finding truffles with your pig. More power to yeah. you. It's not my lifestyle, but you know, I guess if it works. Yeah. All right. So should we wrap up? Yeah, I'd say I think we've been on this for a while, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it was good talking to you. Um oh, where'd I go? Oh. You're right there. <laughs> it was good talking to you. Uh did you enjoy yourself? Yeah. First time I've ever been on first time I've ever been on a podcast. So you know, I'm feeling pretty official right now. Well, yeah. glad you had a good time. Um, hopefully, you'll be back. I hope that this is the most popular. If this is the most popular episode, which it definitely will be. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> you think? What? No, I have no idea. I'm just saying that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna stop. Her.